0: Episode 20. Oh my god. Welcome everyone to the episode. I'm finally better. I'm no longer sick. This is wonderful. I have so much to talk about. So much has happened this week. To start it off, happy Halloween. Halloween is in 2 days for me, 3 days for the Americans. It's been really weird being here in Japan because I see random pockets of foreigners walking around in really just creepy, creepy costumes. I don't know what the deal is, but I've been seeing it this whole week and It really reminds me of when I was in college and you'd dress up in costumes before it was actually Halloween and for whatever reason none of us ever thought that was stupid but now that I'm an adult you know now that I'm wiser and I'm older I see these freaking kids walking around in these costumes it's not even Halloween and they're doing it and I just think they're such idiots so that was me one time I guess you know you get you get smarter you get wiser with age so they'll learn eventually. Where do I want to start on today's episode? Well... I have eaten at so many restaurants this week. I think I'm not very good at a lot of things, but what I have decided is I'm very good at finding good restaurants. That's one of my hidden talents. And then also I'm very good at finding good TV shows. So I've decided I'm going to recommend two TV shows, I guess, and then... I'm just going to talk about all these wonderful restaurants, so if you happen to go to Tokyo one day, I mean this will be in the guide for Tokyo eventually, but I just wanted to talk about them because they're pretty fantastic. I finished this week two TV shows. I've been a bad boy as usual. I've stayed up, still continue to stay up until three, four in the morning every single day this week. Hopefully it will be better tomorrow. not going to say tonight because I'm recording this episode late once again. So I'm going to be up a while. But I finished Daredevil in a Day, season three. And then this new show called Bodyguard, also on Netflix. Daredevil was pretty good. I think Daredevil's the only good... Eh, I guess the Punisher I'd say the Punisher and Daredevil are the only good Marvel TV shows on Netflix the other ones are complete trash Jessica Jones trash Danny Rand freaking what's that one called the uh, Iron Fist trash Luke Cage trash and I think that's all of them so yes Not a fan of any of those ones, but Daredevil is really good, so I was excited for the new season, and it pretty much lived up to expectations. I think Daredevil is the highest rated show out of all of the Marvel shows, so it delivered. It was very different than the past seasons. It was a very different approach, which I kind of liked and I kind of didn't like, but definitely recommend you watching that show, or at least starting it to get to season three. It was very good. And then Bodyguard was this show. No spoiler alerts, but it's a show about a cop in England who basically has to solve this string of corruption and all these bombings that are happening in London. And it's only six episodes. It's pretty quick. Every episode, though, is close to an hour so you do get longer episodes but it is a quick watch which I always like that seems to be the thing with English television is that all the shows are generally in the four to eight episode range which is nice The thing I really like about English television is that There's never really any like fat or fluff in episodes. Everything's really clean. So you're not getting wasted episodes or anything like that. And then also everything just flows really nicely. The plots are really good. There's no holes or anything like that. Everything makes sense. And it's just a very pleasant experience. You don't ever really feel like there's moments of disbelief or things that really make you angry. So I always enjoy a good English television show and that's what this show bodyguard is it is with Rob Stark from Game of Thrones don't know the actor's name but he's the main character in the show I didn't even realize it was him until the second episode which is kind of funny he doesn't really look like himself So that's a recommendation and always remember if you didn't like a show I recommended it's not that it's not a good show it's just that it wasn't for you So that's the that's the Netflix portion today. A few days ago I woke up at what did I wake up at I woke up at 3 no four fifty in the afternoon and I don't know a worse feeling in the world when you wake up and the day's over that's such a bad feeling when I was younger I used to do that all the, day, the time back in my video game days I used to play video games all night and then I'd wake up in the afternoon and I just do it all over again I didn't really feel bad about it that much back then but now I just I feel like feel like a bum, man. That was really bad. I don't know why I slept that. I think I went to bed at 3, 3 in the morning. So I almost slept for 14 hours that day, which is insane. I didn't wake up or anything. I just slept all the way through, but I guess my body needed it. So there was that. As far as what I've done this week, today I went to or what I did last week, I should say, because today's Monday. So... Today, though, I went to Akihabara, and that is the place in Tokyo where they have all of the anime and video games, a lot of the maid cafes are there. That's what I want you to do right now is look up maid cafes in Tokyo. There's these cafes, I might have mentioned it a few episodes ago, but it's cafes where the the girls dress up in maid outfits, and they're really weird, but I guess in Akihabara they have these girls on the streets advertising for people to go to the cafes, so you legit see all of them in their maid outfits, which was really awkward to me props to the man for wearing those things out in public and having to having to <laughs> get people to come into the cafes because i would be so embarrassed so i saw that and then literally just stores and stores of anime figures pokemon cards Oh cards magic cards they have all these other cards i didn't even know existed that are these games that people play i guess in tokyo They also have upstairs a bunch of tables where people are playing the actual games. So they're playing with their decks and stuff. I saw some people playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Which brought back the memories of when I was 10, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! myself. So that was kind of a nice nostalgic moment. So saw that. And then... Everywhere you look in, in that area, it's just it's it's posters and billboards all over the buildings of just different anime. It's a really sweet area, I actually really liked it just walking around it and seeing everything. It wasn't as big as I thought it was gonna be. Maybe I just didn't hit every spot of that part of town, but it was definitely pretty cool. You see some of the prices on these cards, man, and it's just it's insane how much. They actually go for, I think I saw a Yu-Gi-Oh card for $500, somewhere around there, which was crazy. There's tons of cards in the in the $100 range, and the 60, $60 to $100 range, and then you see like the anime figures. You'll see Dragon Ball Z. That's another thing. There's Dragon Ball Z cards, and you'll see these Dragon Ball Z anime figures that are in the $70 range and then they have other anime figures. There's tons of them in like the $120 range. It's just crazy how much these things cost and the fact that people are willing to spend that much money on these things. I guess that's what it is like though when you're a collector, so it makes sense, I suppose. So I went there today, had a nice Frappuccino from Starbucks, Halloween edition. It was absolutely awful, don't recommend them i'm 0 for 2 so far on the holiday drinks at starbucks i think that's just not the way to go don't ever 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 order holiday editions of drinks at starbucks i think the only one that's worth it because i know it's one of the most popular drinks at starbucks is that pumpkin spice latte so that one's good but every other one man so far not not too hot I don't know what the deal is here in Tokyo, but sweet potato is a very common flavor. So there's a lot of sweet potato ice cream, and at Starbucks they have a sweet potato frappuccino. So I had that I think two weeks ago or so, and it was, it was gross, man. It was not good at all. But I will say the sweet potato ice cream I have had is actually really good, and it's purple, which I don't understand. Maybe the sweet potatoes in Japan or purple, but really weird for me to see that color because I'm used to the classic orange for a sweet potato. So yes, that was weird. As far as the food I've had this week, the food. I had finally this place called the Frijoles. Nothing special. It's a fast food chain Mexican restaurant. What's funny about this place is they've literally stolen Chipotle. The idea of Chipotle, everything about Chipotle—it's been stolen, and it's in, it's in Japan, and it's called Frijoles, which is, which is a good name in in Spanish, right? Like Frijoles—that sounds pretty good, right? But Frijoles means beans, so imagine if it was just if you were using the English name, it's called Beans. Like your restaurant's called Beans—it's the worst name ever. I really like to make fun of it, but yes, went there, and I'm not even kidding—the entire interior of the restaurant is exactly like chipotle every single ingredient that they use is the exact same as chipotle the menu is the same as chipotle so you go down the line the salsas are all the same everything right the only difference is that they're charging double the price for burritos so i think chipotle is in the seven dollar range i want to say and the burritos at Frijoles are almost 1,500 yen. So that's a little under 15 US dollars, which is which is insane to me because it, it is good, I will say, but Chipotle is definitely better still. And you also get more food with Chipotle. So it blows my mind how that's able to be a thing in Japan and there's no... I don't even know what it would be trademarking or copyright or anything like that. I think because it is in a different country, there's nothing Chipotle can really do about it. So I don't know, man. I'd be pretty salty if I was the founder of Chipotle because <laughs> <laughs> literally stole the idea. I think there's four. I think there's four restaurants, the four frijoles in Tokyo, and that's it. So not too many restaurants, but I just found that to be funny. It was nice though, getting a taste of Chipotle even though it wasn't Chipotle getting as close to it as I could because I have missed Chipotle dearly since I've been gone it's one of the places I miss most which is really really sad and yet I don't know it's just so good man it's just so good another place I went to a Mexican restaurant as well it's called Chili's and I will say that this is probably Top two burritos I've had in the past, what, eight months or so? Ever since I've been traveling, basically. Not top five, not top three, top two, maybe number one even, but it was such a fantastic burrito. The meat, the flavor, the best I've had by that, I would say, like by those means, I would say, best meat, best flavor. Only problem, as always, not big enough. Price is a little expensive. It is a foreigner spot, which was nice. It was packed with foreigners, which was funny that it's in kind of a pocket of Harajuku. Harajuku? Is that how you say it? Harajuku, I think. Don't really know. It's packed away. It's kind of off the beaten track. It's not on the main street. Hidden away. Oh, it was so good. So, so good. So, recommend that if you go there. They also have Garrett's popcorn in Tokyo and for those that don't know, Garrett's popcorn is a Chicago style brand of popcorn. I don't even know if there is such thing as Chicago style popcorn, but it is a Chicago company. Garrett's popcorn and you get the cheese popcorn and you get the caramel popcorn. They have other flavors as well, but those are the two you want. I don't know why they decided to open one of these in Tokyo but I'm very happy about it because it is the best popcorn you'll ever eat in your life. It just melts in your mouth. It's so tasty, and what's nice about this one, I don't know if this is how it is in Chicago as well. I've just bought the big bins of it before, so those are usually a lot pricier, right? They're big, but they're pricey. At this Garrett's Popcorn, they have many different sizes and you can get the smaller sizes as well so you don't have to pay a ton of money for it by any means but it's also still a really good portion i could honestly probably live off of garrett's popcorn every single day and be full i want to say it's around five dollars for one of the sizes and it's absolutely like plenty of popcorn you would definitely be full eating it if you ate it all in one day so maybe that's a strategy i will take At some point, I will be talking about that in a little bit, the whole money situation, because that one's been pretty stressful. Some interesting insights and experiences from that. But yes, Garrett Popcorn, amazing. Can't believe it's here. I'm gonna have to get another one. I've only had it once so far. I definitely need to eat it more before I go back home. Another restaurant. This place, I don't know if it's famous in Tokyo. It is very popular. It isn't in any tourist area of Tokyo which I like it's more of a I want to say it's more of a foreigner or not a foreigner but a, a um like a you know like a local place even though it really does cater to foreigners you always know a place is really popular generally generally at least when they cater the languages to all different cultures rather than just like Japan so they have english available they had japanese korean thai chinese and french i thought french was pretty random that they would have that but i guess there's a lot of french people maybe that go to the restaurant it's called mutakia and it's a ramen place it's an ikabukuru which is not like i said it's not like a tourist area or anything like that but this place has a line outside the door all the time I've probably passed it now maybe five times at different times of the day or on separate days, and there's always been a line outside. Had that the other night and waited, I think I waited 45 minutes to get in. So not terrible, right? That's usually if you know you go to a restaurant on like a, a weekend late at night or whatever at night, and you'll usually wait around that time as well so not bad by any means but it was ramen and my experiences with ramen so far haven't been the greatest i've had haven't had much ramen in my travels but i did have i think i've had it like three times so far and so this ramen i had at this place hands down the best ramen i have had so far so i don't i can't really speak as an expert or anything right because i haven't had many places yet but this place was amazing like so 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 good They give you huge portions of pork which just tore apart like you put the chopstick through it and it would just tear apart. It was so tender and really really flavorful like it was so amazing and then the portions. Oh this place was cheap right. It's not expensive and then you also can get either a smaller port like a medium-sized portion or a large portion for free it doesn't matter you can choose which one like the large portion isn't extra money and you can also get extra noodles for free if you just ask so this place is right up my alley right because I love to eat a ton of food and it's cheap the gyozes were also really good so definitely recommend this ramen place I kind of have been inspired now to do I kind of want to do a ramen video in Japan or in Tokyo at least I want to I want to like pick all the popular places here and go to every single one of them and film it and see which one's the best because I do have the feeling that the places usually from my experience that are considered the most popular right like the ones that are always the most crowded and have the most tourists or the most well-known I do feel like they generally aren't the best Or at least they don't live up to expectations. And maybe that's just because you create such large expectations because you know it's such a popular place. But generally, they don't live up to the hype. So I would like to try it out and see if that is the case. Especially with ramen because it's such a popular dish overall, I think, throughout the world when it comes to people that enjoy Japanese food. And then also, just in general, ramen's a huge part of Japanese cuisine, Another mind-blowing experience that I've had here in Tokyo, actually, the other day. So there's tons of arcades everywhere in Tokyo. And what's cool about these arcades is that they're all multiple stories. So generally, what you'll have is you'll have the first story, which is all just these different game. I don't even know what you would call them. It's the things, right, where you have, like, the claw and you have all the prizes inside the... Um, the box and you you know you have the joystick and you move the claw around to try and grab one of the prizes and then it like grabs it and throws it you know down into the the uh whatever the thing is called I, i'm doing a terrible job explaining that but i think you get the picture or you know what i'm talking about right so there's that on the first floor and then usually there's another floor with fight games and then the next floor is like a music floor so there's Dance Dance Revolution, and there's all these different music games. There's think of Guitar Hero, but it's different. It's a different um, method by which you play the game. It's not a guitar, or like it might be drums, or it might be something else, right? So there's that, and then there's usually another floor with more fight games, and there's usually a floor. Those like fight game floors are generally smoking area floors, which is weird. So they smell really bad. It's not really fun going up there. But one of these arcades I went to, so on the bottom floor, so the basement level below the first floor, they had a photo, it was like a photo floor. So I go down there and I'm not by myself, all right, I'm with my girlfriend, so it's not weird me being a guy and going down there by myself, but it's all photo booths, right? It's literally an entire floor and there are photo booths everywhere, it's pink everywhere, it smells like perfume, not even smells like perfume. It reeks of perfume down there. And these photo booths are photo booths on steroids. They're so big. And I'm just literally like I'm down here in that, on that floor and I'm just, I'm just freaking lost. I'm at a loss for words because I just can't believe this is actually a thing. At the very end of the room, they have a bunch of sitting areas and they also have mirrors along the wall where the girls can do their makeup. And then they have, I'm not even kidding, they have blow dryers there available. They have hair irons, I think, to straighten your hair. All this stuff so that the girls can get all nice and you know ready and make sure they have their makeup done and all this to take the photos, right? So then you go in the photo booth, okay? And you select the kind of photos you wanna take, how many and all that, how much you wanna pay for basically, right? There's all these different options for how much you wanna pay. So we get in there into the photo booth and it instantly shows you like what you look like, but it's editing your face and you can choose what you want it to, what you want it to focus on. So This photo booth, it could focus on your face, like your skin, or it could focus on your eyes. And so we chose to focus on our skin, and it freaking drops down this little green screen behind you. And so our faces, literally, both our faces, not just hers, but mine as well, had a bunch of makeup on. It smoothed out our faces, and then it made our faces smaller. So I looked like a freaking alien because my chin and the bottom side of my face was sucked in but then my head was still normal so i i looked like an alien and then i made your eyes big so imagine me i have this alien face with all this makeup on and my eyes are these big little cat like sad eyes that you just you know you see the cat it's like freaking um in the eyes of whatever right the uh what's that song in the eyes of an angel you know like the the sad adopt a adopt an animal or whatever commercials i can't what is that what is that woman's freaking name that artist i want to look this up now it's going to bother me in the eyes of an angel sarah mclaughlin yes that's it okay so yeah that that like those eyes those are the eyes i have and then so we take multiple pictures right and so Not only do you get to do your makeup if you want outside the photo booth, and then it is like a double whammy where it's putting more and more makeup and fixing your face even more in the photo booth. Then after you take all the photos, it shows you all the photos you took, and then you get time to edit them as much as you want. Now, here's the thing. It's not like you can do little edits, you know, these small edits. There's so many different options. You can add all the different backgrounds. You could write all over them. You can add hearts. You can add stars. You can select the eyes. You can make them bigger if you want from there. You can make them smaller. You can add colors to it. There's just all these different options. You can, I don't even know. There's just so there's just so many different options, right? And so then that's the end of it. We got our photos. I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them right now. Maybe I'll post them one day on social media. Probably not. Oh yeah, you could add bunny ears. We have bunny ears on one of our photos. I have a lipstick on in these photos I have humongous eyes, I have a soft face, I have bunny ears and a bunny nose, and I look like an alien, God help me. But I just thought that was really interesting. That was probably the most interesting thing, honestly, so far, or just the most mind-blowing thing so far of like, what the hell, why Why is this a thing so far in Tokyo? For, I've been here a month now, I think almost. Can't believe it's been a month already. Time freaking flies, man. But I just, I couldn't believe that, I don't know what it is about Asia in general it was like this in Korea too but there's just so much emphasis on filters and that's not even just filters on I would just put overall like I would just use the word filters rather that's putting makeup like a ton of makeup on on your face right for in real life or having these filters on your phones or these filters on these photo booths right or getting plastic surgery like there's just so much emphasis on that in in Asia that I, I don't get it. I don't not understand why it got to this. I might have to investigate that and I'll have to get back to you, but I just thought that was just something, man, something to behold. It was very uh awkward to say the least. I can't believe guys actually go with their girlfriends to uh to do these to the, these photos because you look extremely feminine as a guy doing doing those photos. I wonder if Girls in Asia ever go on first dates to these and do these photo booths? Like, I wonder if girls see it as unattractive if, like, they went to a photo booth and did those photos with a guy, because, like I said, it makes them look very feminine. And I can, I can promise you that in the US, like, if that was a thing or if a guy wanted to do that or if a guy was willing to do that, I think it would probably be a huge turnoff for a lot of girls because it's just freaking, it's just so weird, man. So, but yes, there were a lot of other guys there too. It wasn't just me, all right? There were other boyfriends there. So that's my excuse. Didn't really think anything of it, honestly, as far as like, I didn't care that uh, that I have rabbit ears. Maybe this should be my profile picture on Instagram now. That <laughs> That would be quite the thing. That's the one thing that they don't have, I will say. If they want to step up their game in these photo booths, they should have it to where you can email the photo. Actually, you know what? I think you can email the photos to an email address. We just didn't do it. So, because that's the way Then you can get it electronically and then you can actually post them on social media. Because we just have the good old little film with each picture. Man, these photos. These See, these are the type of photos that you just wouldn't want to ever get out there, you know. Maybe you, maybe by some miracle, you become a little, get a little fame one day, get a little, develop a little bit of a following, and then these photos get leaked somehow. Is it the worst thing in the world? No, not really, but it is pretty embarrassing, and it will definitely lead to a lot of trolling and a lot of just crap that you're not going to want to deal with in the future because you will forever get thing you'll forever get crap from people for those photos like those so that even could become a meme honestly yeah that's honestly what it would happen is you become a meme and those would be the those would be the photos for the meme oh that'd be terrible so yeah that's the that's the last thing I wanted to mention about this week so now I want to talk about the money situation it's been interesting for me because now that I'm at the end of my travels and I'm pretty much almost out of money. It's stressful for me because I'm kind of locked in to being in Tokyo because my plane ticket's January 2nd, right? And so essentially for the next two months, I can't really make any money. I mean, I could if I worked illegally, which I don't want to do no interest in doing that and maybe I could do I don't know I could probably figure out a way to make money right some creative way where it would be okay but I do have one idea which I'm kind of looking into and working on to see if I can make a little money here and there Basically, right, when you're in a country, when you're traveling around, unless you have a a work visa, one, it's really hard to get hired for an actual job, like a legitimate job, whether that's an office job, whatever it may be. It's really difficult to get hired without a visa because they want, obviously they want that, right? And especially in a place like Japan, with it being such a conservative culture, I don't know if this is an inaccurate opinion or view of mine to say this but I do feel like it's even more strict here or at least people like the idea of someone working illegally or the idea of hiring someone illegally I feel like that is less likely to happen here than it would somewhere else in the world that's just my overall I don't even know if I have I don't have any like proof of that or anything right completely just an opinion so it makes it really hard to get a job obviously right Because I've decided I'm not going to try and work here because I do want to go back home, then that essentially, like I just said, it leaves me here for two months without any way of really making money unless I can figure out some creative way where I can just do it myself without having to actually work, right? So it has been pretty stressful for me because I do see the money getting down and I am worried whether or not I'm going to have enough money to eat... (laughs) (laughs) for the next two months and i'm not like super worried right i think i can work it out but there's definitely a lot of stress of not having a lot of money right and I've never felt this before because you either rely on your parents growing up or you have a job which I've had and you can you make money and you don't have to worry about things like this my rent's covered for the rest of my time here I already bought my plane ticket home so like all that's paid for so at the very like worst case scenario right I'm essentially just worrying about the cost of food and then if I'm trying to you know maximize my time here in Japan and do fun cool stuff because who knows if I'm ever coming back right then there's Spending money on stuff like that as well, right? So it's just been interesting to me having these feelings, having this stress, because it has been stressful. And I do feel kind of like I'm in a limbo because I can't really, like I said, I can't make money until I go back. I can't really get a job until I go back. Some nights I have been not eating at all. Like I just won't eat that day and because like I'm like I'm basically doing math in my head constantly right like oh skip a meal like maybe I'm not hungry this day or maybe I can go without eating this day and so I won't eat and that's like oh okay that's $20 that I'd usually usually spend a day and so that's 20 more dollars I have to spend somewhere else right also, the other day for a meal, I had, I went to the, just the, uh, like a 7 Eleven type place, right? And I just got these two microwavable rices and then this microwavable ramen, and that was $6, I think. So I just ate that the entire day just at dinner. And then that was only $6 that I spent the day, right? So it's just been really interesting. And I would say also just the general, just how I've changed over time. And I wouldn't even say it's just from running out of money, but just how I've changed over the, the time I've been traveling, the the things I spend money on, the things that I won't spend money on, the the amount of money I'll spend on certain things. It's been really, I think, good for me because I am a lot more... I guess frugal is a good word, but I also am a lot less um, concerned with luxury and expensive things. I've always liked expensive things and not like super expensive things growing up, but I've always really liked nice things, whether that's products I used or clothes. But I've also always really, I think, gotten good value out of the things I'll buy, right? So like, for example, I had like, I bought a 300 pair or $300 pair of boots, and I, used, I wore those like pretty much every day for four years, right? So yeah, expensive pair of boots, right? But I got great value out of them. Now I'm kind of in the mindset of because I have not so much money, and this is another dilemma I have, is because it's going to be really cold here soon in Tokyo, everything that I brought with me as far as clothes was all geared towards like summer and it being hot because i was in korea and bangkok during the hottest times of the year like pretty much hottest times of the year for those two countries um or two places and it's it's interesting now because usually right i would just buy new clothes and even some of the clothes I have, right? Because I didn't bring that much. So I'm constantly wearing the same thing over and over again. Usually I'd like want to buy something new, right? Because I'm sick of wearing the same thing or maybe something's getting really junky and it's getting worn out. So I'd want to buy something. But now I just, I keep telling myself, like just literally keep wearing everything you have and don't buy anything until you actually need it. And whereas before I would have just bought stuff because I'd want to buy it. So I'd have it. So what I'm doing now is instead of, buying things outright I'm basically telling myself like try and get by with what you already have and keep like go as many days basically as you can until you can until you actually need the thing whatever it is right maybe it's like a coat or you know a beanie or like a scarf or gloves whatever it may be right like don't buy any of that until you actually absolutely need it and I really like that about myself or that that like that aspect of myself that I've developed because I think that is something that I was looking for before I started traveling because I wanted to become more like that because I think it is just useful overall and maybe when I go back home right maybe that changes back to the way I used to be because I don't really have to worry or I won't have to necessarily worry about money hopefully but I just I think it's kind of I don't know I think it's kind of kind of cool I think it's kind of cool And then also it's like, well, I also with clothes, it's like, okay, what am I going to need? Right. And I'm basically going through all these different combinations of things I can, specific items I can buy from stores. And I'm trying to calculate how I could spend the absolute least amount of money possible and get by with those clothes for the cold weather. And it's just, I don't know, I'm kind of, it's just interesting how, how I guess adapting is like how you can adapt and I think that's just a good theme overall with traveling is that you really learn how to adapt to different situations. And I think also before I started traveling, I was just, you know, you're worried about a lot of different things, right? Whatever your fears may be. And you just, I mean, the thing that happens when you're traveling is you just deal with stuff and you adapt You do what works for you, and then as you learn from mistakes, then you can apply new methods to doing things, or you can learn how to save money in one area, right, or how to go without other things, and it's just been a nice change, I think, and the the best thing that's really happened to me traveling is that the things that used to matter don't matter so much anymore and the thing that matters most is the actual success of what it is I'm trying to do or like doing things geared towards succeeding at what it is I'm trying to do so think of when you have let's say like for me before I started traveling or before I went on the start of this journey and decided to pursue podcasting and content creation and all these different things right before any of that ever was a thought you used to like I used to have these priorities right like oh buy a PlayStation 4 let's say or buy a new thing for your computer buy this piece of clothing or buy the, this protein powder or buy this hair product or whatever it may be right you have all these things that you buy whatever it is that you like and then you have You just, you know, you go through life and you kind of work towards whatever it is you're working to in your career and you like make money and whatever you and you buy things. Right. And I think now what's shifted for me is that my priorities of like where I spend money, I guess you could say, it's all kind of centered around spending the least amount of money as possible and kind of working with what I already have instead of buying unnecessary things. I think that's probably the best way of putting it is it's the idea of want versus need, right? I think a lot of what I used to do, a lot of the things I used to buy or the lot of experiences I used, what used to have or the things I'd want to do, right? A lot of it was not about actually needing the things. It was more of I wanted them right. And now the mindset that I'm in is more of a is a need mindset. Like, do I actually really need this, right? And I'm just a lot better at making things work with like whatever it is that I already have. I don't even really know what I'm saying at this point. It's so late. I think I've learned my lesson finally and I'm no longer gonna record these podcasts so late into the night. It is 3 a.m. I think that's going to be the end of this one. Thank you all for listening. I hope everyone has a great week. Happy Halloween. If you are older than 12, probably shouldn't dress up for Halloween unless you have kids, so there is my warning to you. I do believe I am not very well versed at the moment in laws in the u.s that have passed but i do remember reading something about a state making it illegal for people to dress up in halloween costumes and go trick-or-treating unless you are 12 at the oldest maybe it's 14 don't really remember but yes there it is it's crazy the government's getting involved in halloween thank you all once again for listening i hope everyone has a wonderful week see you guys next time